Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Hi, welcome to the Christmas Time in the City podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Chris. Before we get started, be sure to follow us on social media. We're Christmas Time in the City podcast on Instagram and Facebook and at Xmas and City Pod on Twitter. Also, feel free to email any questions or comments to us at Christmas Time in the City podcast at gmail.com. So before we get started, we should probably mention we have never actually been to the Times Square New Year's celebrations. No, we got close one year. But because we were just in the area, we were in Central Park, we'd walk down and we decided, oh, it's New Year's Eve, let's just see how far we could be right now. And it was the afternoon Mm -hmm. and we only got like a few blocks in from Central Park and we were like on a side street. There's no way you can even see what was happening. Yeah, it was already already, at that point. Yeah, the, the crowd was already backed up all the way to there, so... That's as close as we got, and as close as I think I ever want to get. <laughs> there are other options around the city. What what would you recommend for someone to do besides? Well, I mean, like the things we've done, like we've gone to different bars. I would imagine every bar is open on New Year's Eve, so feel free to, to go to any bar. <laughs> yeah, a lot of times they do special things. You know, sure. we went to one. It wasn't a cover or anything, but they had champagne. Um, they run like snacks from next door. <laughs> yeah. But more like family-friendly things, there's the fireworks. There's a couple different places you could probably go check out fireworks. Mm -hmm. Um, Prospect Park, we've gone there. A few years. Yeah, I guess we Um, did go there a few times. Yeah, so that's a good one. But yeah, that was fun. Grand Army Plaza, Prospect Park, they have really cool fireworks celebration and DJs and music and stuff there. Yeah, and there's there's room to spread out. There's not a lot of people. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not a ton of people. You can find a little corner of the park just to hang out and watch the fireworks. And uh, um, Macy's yes, yes. also does fireworks in East River, mm-hmm. so that I mean you could line up anywhere in Queens or Brooklyn and probably see the fireworks as well. So you wouldn't even necessarily have to go to Manhattan. Yeah, it'll be a little more crowded there, but it's definitely something you could do. Uh, so yeah, let's get into it then. New York City's New Year's Eve celebration is a free and open to the public event attended by roughly one million people every year. Starting in 1904, people have braved snow, sleet, and the coldest of temperatures to ring in the New Year in Times Square. The New York Times owner, Adolph Ox, decided to celebrate the opening of the newspaper's new headquarters, One Times Square, with a New Year's fireworks show on the roof of the building to welcome in the New Year. That first year, close to 200,000 people attended the event, displacing traditional celebrations that had normally been held at Trinity Church. In the following years, Ox wanted a bigger spectacle at the building to draw more attention to the area. He hired sign designer Artcraft Strauss to construct a ball for the celebration. It was built from iron and wood, electrically lit with 100 incandescent light bulbs, and weighed 700 pounds and measured 5 feet in diameter. The ball was hoisted on the building's flagpole with rope by a team of six men. Once it hit the roof of the building, the ball was designed to complete an electrical circuit to light a 5-foot sign indicating the New Year and trigger a fireworks show. The first ever ball drop was held on December 31, 1907 welcoming the year 1908. In 1913, only eight years after it moved to one Times Square, the Times moved its corporate headquarters to 229 West 43rd Street. The Times still maintained ownership of the tower, however, and Strauss continued to organize future drops. As a public event, the festivities and ball drop are often broadcast on TV. Since 2008-2009, an official webcast of the ball drop and its associated festivities have been produced and streamed via Livestream.com. The event is covered as part of New Year's Eve television specials on several major U.S. television networks. 
By far the most notable of these is Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve, created, produced, and originally hosted by the entertainer Dick Clark until his death in 2012, and currently hosted by Ryan Seacrest and Lucy Hale. The program first aired on NBC in 1972 before moving to ABC, where it has been broadcast ever since. New Year's Rockin' Eve has consistently been the most watched New Year's Eve special in the U.S., annually peaking at 25.6 million viewers for its 2017-2018 edition. Following the death of Dick Clark in April 2012, a crystal engraved with his name was added to the 2013 ball and tribute. If you've absolutely got your heart set on ringing in the new year among literally one million people, here are some things you need to know before you go. What time should you get there? Well, the earlier the better. Early afternoon is the best, as the NYPD barricades in the area could be up already. If barricades are not in place and you try to find a spot, you may be asked to move and we'll lose it. Who will be performing during the Times Square New Year's Eve celebration? Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve is hosted by Ryan Seacrest and Lucy Hale. This year, multi-platinum rapper Post Malone will headline. Other live performances include K-pop group BTS, country singer Sam Hunt, singer-songwriter Lannis Morissette, plus the cast of Broadway's Jagged Little Pill. Where's the best viewing location? The sound system will be set up on Broadway and 7th Avenue across from Times Square. So the closer you get to that area, the better view you'll have. The Times Square Alliance says the ball can be seen best along Broadway from 43rd to 50th Street and along 7th Avenue from 43rd to 59th Street. Police will be directing people to open viewing locations. What can you bring? Since you'll be standing for what's sure to be one cold and long day, dress as warmly as you can. Be sure to keep in mind that you'll be standing for a very long period of time, so wear comfortable shoes. Since it's best not to leave your spot, snacks are another must-have as there will be no food or drink vendors in the viewing area. How do you get to the Times Square New Year's Eve celebration? Our advice, don't take the subway. Times Square 42nd Street is one of the biggest hubs of the subway system, serving eight different lines. Don't attempt to get off here. It will be far too crowded. Plus, the MTA may close off some exits due to security and crowd flow concerns, making it even more of a nightmare. Your best bets are the B, D, F, or M to 47th to 50th Street Rockefeller Center or the C or E to 50th Street. Once you're there, how do you get in? Specific entry points will be set up in the area, and these are the ways you'll get into the celebration. Every person and their bag will be searched before entering. Knapsacks, umbrellas, and large bags are not permitted. And what about restrooms? There are no public restrooms in the viewing areas, and you will more than likely lose your spot if you leave. Also, as areas start to fill, they will be closed off to further viewers. It takes an army of 178 sanitation workers to clean up the next day. More than 2,000 pounds of confetti is dropped at the strike of midnight by the official confetti master and his team. The 178 workers use 26 mechanical brooms, 25 trucks, 38 leaf blowers, and other assorted equipment to clean up the mess made ringing in the new year, according to the City of New York Department of Sanitation. And that's it for this episode, and for this season. You don't have to worry, though, we'll be returning with new, longer-formatted episodes in mid-January 2020. As always, if you like this podcast, please take a minute to rate it and write a review. Contact us and let us know you did, and we'll send you a couple stickers. Subscribe now and follow us on social media so we can keep the conversation going and keep you posted about new episodes. Until next time, I'm Chris. And I'm Chris. And this is Christmas Time in the City.